Welcome back everybody. Happy end of September. It has been a busy week. Next week is going to be, I think, even busier, more exciting on a lot of different fronts. And uh, let's just dive in, shall we? So obviously, uh, next week, Microsoft will be having their hardware event in New York City, and I will be there. I am heading up on Tuesday. Going to spend a little bit of extra time up there with my wife, and then uh, I'll be back later in the week. But before we dive into that, Amazon had a major event this week, and just kind of want to put some context around it because they announced everything. Like they they walked through a Bed Bath and Beyond and said, "Put the Amazon Assistant device. I can't say the name because it'll activate the one in my office." In everything, they they looked at everything in a Bed Bath and Beyond, and they, and they put one in there. They, they've got a new clock. They've got uh, an AirPod competitor. They've got a ring, like literally a ring that you can wear. And they've got glasses. They've got a new indoor camera. They've got this little glow light thing. They've updated the dot with an actual clock, which I actually think is pretty neat. And they updated their Arrow. Routers, they have put Amazon in every or the the digital assistant and everything. And so here's the reason why I bring this up is Amazon is just trying to create more endpoints for its product because Amazon doesn't have a phone. Remember, they did try it with the Fire Phone and it flopped uh, spectacularly. Because they don't have a phone, they want their their digital assistant everywhere. So they're putting it into non-traditional items, trying to create more endpoints and more usable scenarios. I mean, they have a microwave, they have a clock, just a, a standard clock. Uh, it's clearly not that hard for Amazon to do it. And so they're putting it everywhere. And that is why they are doing it because they know they don't have a phone, which is the most pervasive thing that everyone buys. So if they're not gonna buy an Amazon phone, then they are going to buy another Amazon basic item or whatever you want to call it that has the assistant built in. So Amazon then has a connection to the consumer directly through that path. It's an interesting strategy. It's uh, they're throwing spaghetti at the wall. They're going to see what sticks and what doesn't. And the products that don't stick will just kind of probably fade away. And those that do obviously will hang around for a very long time. And I will say that there are at least one product that kind of stands out in my mind. It's actually the Echo Studio. Uh, I use a lot of, not really like, I'm not an audiophile, but I like Sonos equipment. And the Echo Studio is in that same, appears to be, I should say, until I get my actual hands on one, appears to be in that same quality level as like a Sonos speaker, but for significantly less dollars. So uh, yeah, anything out there for competition is good. I still think somebody's gonna snatch it up. I think, snatch up Sonos, I should say. TechCrunch actually wrote a piece uh, this week saying, hey, Apple, it's time to buy Sonos because I don't think the HomePod is doing all that well. I, I really don't. I, I know some people have bought them and some people probably like them, but the ecosystem that Apple was likely hoping to develop, Amazon is going all in on it and they they have a subwoofer, they've got the studio, they've got a whole bunch of stuff. Sonos fits that model for Apple. Apple has been way too slow to build out the HomePod. I mean, they're, they're expensive and I'm sure they sound wonderful, but at the same time, you have so many options. I don't know why you would buy the HomePod unless you are just a diehard Apple fan over something like a Sonos or an Echo device or Google might be a little bit harder, but I think Sonos hits that sweet spot because it works with everything. Anyways, not to get off on that thing. Uh, anyways, if you like all that stuff, you can go check it out. It's on Amazon. Uh, most of it's shipping now. If not, it'll be shipping next month. And that was Amazon's big event where they announced just about everything. On the Microsoft side of the world, they released their first beta uh, update for Edge. So Edge has three channels. It has Canary, 
developer and beta beta being the most stable they have issued the first update since the beta channel has been out not that big of a deal but it is the most stable version of edge if that is what you were looking for and you can go grab that now and install it and use it and it should be um it should be reaching general availability here late this year or early next year is the current timing on that Microsoft also announced this week that Windows 10 has surpassed 900 million active day or active monthly devices, I should say. So uh, it's Windows 10 is on a lot of machines. Now the problem is is that Windows 7 is still on a lot of machines. According to a couple different statistics, it's kind of hard to get an exact idea, and Microsoft obviously won't tell us how many Windows 7 machines they are hearing or, or seeing through the telemetry. But Windows 10 has about 40 to 45-ish percent of the market share. Windows 7 is still around like 30-ish percent. So there's still a lot of Windows 7 customers who need to migrate uh, to Windows 10 before it reaches end of life, which is happens in January. Really what I'm trying to say here is that while Microsoft is at 900 million on Windows 10 today, uh, they will cross that billion dollar mark probably in the first half of next year, I would think, if not sooner. I think we're going to see a pretty heavy ramp up up into that January date of people migrating off of Windows 7 to 10. Uh, on the Microsoft website, the Surface Store, if you're looking to buy a Surface Laptop 2, you're kind of out of luck unless you want a high-end SKU. All of the entry level or mid tier and below SKUs are now sold out. Inventory is depleted. Uh, you're gonna have to go to Best Buy or somewhere else if you wanna grab one of those, which you're probably getting a good deal on. But honestly, if you're trying to grab a good deal on this stuff, what I would do, I would have to think that uh, companies are going to be clearing stock of the Surface Laptop 2 on Black Friday. I think that's going to be an item up there with some pretty heavy discounts, if they're still around, that is. Uh, but you could potentially wait until then to maybe grab a good deal on a Surface Pro 6 or a Surface Laptop 2. That is probably going to be happening uh, not too long after the event that is taking place on Wednesday of next week. So uh, there you go. Now, what do I think is going to happen on Wednesday of next week. So it's October 2nd, it's happening in New York. I'm like I've already said, I'm gonna be there. Uh, so this week, Walking Cat, as he has traditionally done, has dropped a bunch of codenames. Now I've heard a bunch of these previously and there's some other codenames. I believe these are on, these codenames come from the marketing side, not the engineering side. But we have Pantagonia, we have Campus, we have Harper, Avery Island, Amor, and Katana. So what are all these things? We don't quite know exactly, but I believe Campus, uh, is a 13-inch device, and I believe Pentagonia is a 15-inch device. I would actually think that those are the Surface Laptop, and they might be coming with Al Alcantara. I would be very happy if they are just a traditional bare metal-ish style laptop. Um, I believe Amore is potentially a, might be might be a type cover, and I believe Katana is the pen, because the pen is mightier than the sword, if you will. And so there's also going to be a, according to Walking Cat, and you've probably heard this on this channel before, a Surface Pro with LTE is going to be announced. It's going to be thinner, he is hearing. Uh, well, yeah, because that's an, it's an ARM chip. It is an ARM-based Surface Pro. I've been talking about that for a long time. And one of the big giveaways here that it is an ARM chip based on what he tweeted out. Now, granted, he didn't explicitly say it was ARM, but let's talk about how Microsoft has launched ARM or LTE products in the past. Microsoft has LTE devices. There is one right here. This is a Surface Go. They also have Surface Pro with LTE, but they never launch at the same time as the product. It's always like five-ish months after the product comes out. So to announce this product, they would not launch typically in historic fashion. They would not launch a Surface Pro 7 with an Intel chip and LTE 
on the same launch day. It would be the Surface Pro 7 would come out, and then five months later, we would have a Surface Pro 7 with LTE based on Intel. Now, if it's an ARM chip, which is coming from Qualcomm, which has LTE built in already, then it's gonna happen on day one, and that is appearing what Walking Cat has uncovered. It's what I've been saying for a long time, that Microsoft is working to diversify their chips, and we are going to see a Surface Pro-based ARM device with LTE, and Walking Cat is hearing that as well. Uh, it also looks like we're going to be seeing some new colors, and it looks like it's sort of like a bayish gray or bay, beige sandish color because, uh, and then a red and a blue. Specifically, Walking Cat uncovered sandstone as a name, poppy red, and ice blue. So you can imagine that this is more of a, I would consider like a muted red, if you will, and those colors are going to be much more, well, vibrant, I would imagine, especially like an ice blue and a poppy red because. If it's poppy red and it's a real kind of like dull looking red, that would that would not make a lot of sense. Um, I'm still expecting that we're going to see an AMD chip. There's been tons of rumors around for a long time. I've been reporting that for well over a year that they were going to do that this time around. Um, USB Type-C. Some of the devices have two USB Type-C ports on them. Still not expecting Thunderbolt though. So if you've been holding out and thinking, ah, oh, this is going to be the Thunderbolt, I'm nobody. Nobody has heard that they're bringing Thunderbolt to this generation. Um, I also don't think we're going to see a Surface Pro redesign. Uh, I, I don't think we're going to see that. I, I still am hearing that that has been punted until next year. I believe that code name was Carmel, and it, that should be arriving next year. And other couple questions of things. People are asking about the AirPods, or AirPods, the Surface Buds that are the AirPod competitors that were codenamed Morrison. I don't know if those are coming. Um, I'm not saying they're not in development. I, when I wrote the post, I said it might happen this year, it might be next year. I just knew that they were in development. I haven't heard if those are coming yet, uh, but Microsoft's already got a lot on the plate. And then there's also the Centaurus device. This has been probably the best, it's kind of like one of those weird kept secrets. Like we know this device exists, but nobody's really locked down if it's gonna be announced. All I have heard is that Microsoft has something big to announce at this event. It's gonna be a big one. They've invited a lot of people to it. Uh, this is not some sort of quiet, small thing. Microsoft is gonna have some big stuff here. And I believe it's gotta be Centaurus-like or something along those lines, something Something substantial. Now, the other question is, is Windows Lite gonna show up? I personally hope it does. We will find out. It would make a lot of sense if they launch new hardware with Windows Lite, and so we will see about that. The other thing too, which I have not heard yet, but I hope, again, we see is the Teams for Life or, or the consumer version of Microsoft Teams. They, they already did talk about how they were gonna say things about Windows and like some of the teasers. I think Yusuf was talking about it on Yusuf Mahedi uh, is a, a corporate vice president at Microsoft. I uh, was talking about it on Twitter about specifically meaning like they were gonna show updates to Windows and that kind of stuff. So uh, a lot of stuff on the agenda. And you can imagine that with a brand new pro with LTE, um, a bunch of new colors, a 15 inch Surface Book or Surface Laptop. I don't think Surface Book we're gonna see, by the way. I, I haven't heard that we're gonna see that. Actually, I've actually heard the opposite, that it is not included on the agenda. So 15 inch Surface Laptop, uh, a new 13 inch laptop with updated chips. Um, we have a Surface Pro, potentially a Centaurus device, a, a whole bunch of, there's a lot of stuff. This is gonna be a pretty big event, and which is why I think Microsoft is punting some things until next year, so they have a lot to talk about then too, because they've already got a lot of things on the agenda for this year. It's, I think it's going to be a good event. I, I keep hearing from everyone who knows the details that it's going to be a good event. And I am, as Penis would say, I am pumped. 
All right, uh, moving on here. So we got game stuff. There's been a lot. I actually had a small scoop last night, which, which we'll talk about in a second. But Google Assistant can now control your Xbox. Microsoft has released the plugin and all that information. I believe it's kind of like in a, a small beta group right now, but I believe anybody can join. You can hook your Google Assistant up to your Xbox, have it turn on, have it launch a game, have it launch an app, have it control the volume. Uh, if, if you're a big user of the Google Assistant and you miss being able to scream at your box with Cortana, you can now do that with Google Assistant and it's going to work. Uh, Things I scooped last night. This is a little interesting to me, and well, maybe more than a little, is that GameStop, GameStop of all places, starting potentially as early this week, more than likely, I bet it shows up next week, they're going to start selling the all-digital edition of the console of the Xbox One S. So the Xbox One S all-digital uh, was not previously sold at GameStop, and it will be. It's actually coming with its own customized bundle. So you will still get Sea of Thieves and Minecraft, but they're, then they're swapping in Fortnite, instead of Forza. So you'll get Fortnite included in that, along with 2,000 V-Bucks and a custom skin. So uh, it's interesting to me because GameStop has been pushing back on this. Obviously, GameStop makes makes or did used to make a lot of their money off of game sales, right? You buy the physical disc, you buy it from GameStop, you make your money. Well, with digital sales, obviously, GameStop's not making that money. By them starting to sell the all-digital edition, this is them just kind of coming full circle. Make look, this is this is a reality. We can either embrace it or we can try to push back against it, but. It's GameStop, they've got their own challenges, so they're going to start selling this uh, to get more, pro probably just more console sales and to help, again, lower that price. Speaking of price, it's still at an MSRP of $249.99. That is the MSRP. I'm still hoping that it goes for closer to about $200 because, again, $249, even though it comes with three games, it, it's still expensive for what it is. Is But anyways, that was a small scoop uh, that was tipped off to me by an industry insider. Uh, next up, Games with Gold. We have Tembo the Badass Elephant, uh, Friday the Fur... Friday the 13th, Friday the 13th, uh, Disney Bolt and Ninja Gaiden 3 Razor's Edge are all coming uh, to Games with Gold for the month. Also, if you missed it earlier this week, xCloud beta signups are now available. I did a video on it previously, but just keep in mind you have to have an Android device. Uh, it has to have Android 4.0 Bluetooth. You also have to have a Bluetooth controller and uh, what's Android 6.0 uh, has to be on there. Now, the, a lot of questions have been coming in. Why Android? Why, why, why does it, why are they not supporting iOS? That they are making a stance against Apple. It has nothing to do with that. The reason I believe they're using Android is that they can get better diagnostic information out of the application to understand the latency and everything else that they need to know to improve the service on an Android device. iOS is much more locked down, much more restrictive, and they can't get all the debug information that they likely need for that to work. So they are just launching on Android first. Uh, Microsoft also unveiled Flight Simulator, um, just a, a discovery feature series. If you're a big fan of the series like I am, it's just kind of talking about some of the in-depth look at what is coming with the new Flight Simulator that will drop next year. And so you can go check out that stuff if that really interested you. And Mario Kart Tour arrives on iOS and Android. It's a good game, sort of, but it's... <laughs> I, I like the idea, but it's a little oversold if you and here's what i mean there's three in-game currencies you have rubies you have tickets and then you have stars and it's they, they took the basics of mario and made it very complex and diluted with all of these different items that you can either buy or unlock for somebody who liked the nintendo 64 version or even earlier versions um where you just get in race and it's everything is just kind of locked into its own small race and once the race is done nothing else matters that's not the experience. Like everything is leveled up and you got to be continuously on top of doing all the stuff 
And uh, I don't know, it's just a little complex. I wish they would have just kept it simple rather than going all microtransaction-y on us. The game is free, by the way, which probably explains why there's a lot of microtransactions. So jumping into the questions this week, we have Simont with a, actually a pretty good question here. He says, the battery on my iWatch Series 2 is slowly dying, so it's time to upgrade. What would you get, Series 4 or Series 5? So great question. Here's what I would probably do. If I could find a good deal on a Series 4, I would grab that because it's effectively the same thing as the Series 5 minus the always-on display. And I, I'm still on the fence whether or not that always-on display is a good thing. I would candidly like to wait a little bit and to see how the battery life truly hold, holds up and the display for that matter. Make sure you don't get burning. But I bet you can find good deals on the Series 4, and that is likely a better buy from a value proposition than the Series 5. I have a Series 4. I have no plans to upgrade to a Series 5, and so that is that is my take. Uh, Tourniquet says, do you know what's going on with Vibranium builds? And Vibranium builds are 20H1. That is the code name for the next version of Windows 10 that will ship in the, in the spring. It seems like Vibranium has been forked off into 1.8xxx release branch. Does that mean 20H1 is already done? Will they now only bug fix this release till next year? Usually they branch off about three months, not a half a year. You are exactly right. They've definitely appeared to have forked or done something with the Windows 10 builds. Here, here is my, my one kind of educated guess potentially. Let's wait and see what they announce next week because I suspect potentially that if they are going to announce new features for Windows, they might be separated the branches to kind of cover up what they were doing so that they could have surprises on October 2nd. So while there is some sort of confusion and I understand totally where he's coming from, I would wait until after next week to see what actually happens with 20H1. Matt Thinus says, any of the announcements any of the Amazon announcements that have caught your eye. Yeah, the Echo Studio, that, that higher quality Echo device really has caught my eye. What I need to figure out is how, and if there's a way to bundle my Amazon speakers with my Sonos setup, because I would be very interested to try out that studio if as long as I could still create groups and whatnot with all of my Sonos crap, because I'm unfortunately too invested in the Sonos ecosystem to just scrap it all and then move to something else. So that is the big one. The glasses, not really. I mean, I don't really wear glasses other than sunglasses on a Sunday day. The ring thing, um, not really my thing. And to be honest, I only use the digital assistants in my house for timers um, to play music. And that's about it. I mean, th those are like the big two. Occasionally a reminder or two or, or to ask the weather. But that's not something I need to wear like a, a ring that is always listening. That, that just seems a little kind of crazy for me. So, next question. Uh, Stephen Lack says, Brett, I have so many questions about the Surface event and what we might see, but I'll keep it short. Seems like the event is being really hyped by the company. You're exactly right. Panos has been pushing things like like uh, different you know, teasers and whatnot. The Surface Twitter account posted some noises from the new devices. They've definitely been going pretty crazy with this event. Uh, do you expect Centaurus to appear? Seems like we might get a sneak peek of it. I think you're hitting the head on there. I think we might get a sneak peek or an early look or a potential talking about some of this stuff. I hope we do, personally. Uh, do you expect Surface Buds to appear? I haven't heard explicitly if that is showing up. I hope they do, but I could very much see Microsoft punting them until another year and just basically trying to get another uh, sales cycle out of the Surface cans. But I know that my, that Panos was a big fan of AirPods, and so they were trying to create a Surface brand of those, and they're codenamed Morrison. Uh, what do you think the sounds are from the Surface tweet yesterday? So the Surface 
Twitter account, as I just said, punched out or pushed out a video that had a bunch of noises. I I bet it's just things just like that. It's probably nothing like substantial, I would guess, but it's probably just some of the hardware smacking together would be my guess. Uh, Buckster McGee says, how many hats will you eat if Microsoft releases a phone-like Surface? Okay, so I guess we got to qualify what is a phone-like Surface. Like, if they drop a device with a 4-inch display only, and it looks just like a phone, then then maybe I'll eat a hat. (laughs) But I don't think Microsoft is going to drop, push out a a PDA-style looking Surface device that is a phone. It's just not in their DNA anymore, and I don't think that they're going to be doing that. More than likely, we will just see a small form-factor tablet with an LTE connection, much like... I mean, this thing is almost like a phablet. Like, you could... You could you could get away with that. I mean, you'd look a little awkward, uh, but you could do it if you if you really want. You know, don't let your dreams be dreams, right? Side uh, Choker says, Brad, two questions. Can we expect teams for life at the October event? I haven't heard explicitly. I heard earlier in this year that that was the expected launch time frame was at this event. Again, I have not heard explicitly if it's coming, but I hope it is. And says, do you think Microsoft will offer some point a Microsoft Ultimate Cloud Pass that includes Windows 10 Lite in the cloud, xCloud Teams for Life, and all that? I expect that they would, like an almost like a Microsoft Life subscription where you get extra OneDrive storage, you get Office, you get Teams for Life, you get Skype credits, you, then you get uh, Xbox Live Gold and Game Pass and all that stuff. It would make sense for them to do that something, oh, how much would that cost? Probably about 20 bucks a month? It's not cheap. It's not cheap, but I could see them doing that. I, v- I very much could see them doing it. It would make a lot of sense, too. Uh, Will says, you and others have mentioned that the upcoming service hardware will quite possibly not include Thunderbolt 3 on the devices. However, could there possibly be a new Surface Connect type interface? Something with greater bandwidth in Thunderbolt 3 on the new dock. Interesting idea. So I don't have a Surface dock here, but Microsoft on the Surface Connect port allows you to connect a dock. And so he's wondering if a if a Thunderbolt 3 will be included on the dock. I don't know. That, that's a really good question. What I do know is that Microsoft is waiting for USB 4, and then that will bring, obviously, the Type-C connector along with Thunderbolt built in, and that will solve all the problems. But that is coming in a future revision, and next year might be early for that, for USB 4 to be widely deployed and adopted. We will see. We will see. Sydney 2K says, a week and a half ago, you mentioned that Microsoft was going to shake up how it reported Xbox earnings to basically report a percentage of revenue growth, including services, royalties, but not console sales and not numbers of subscriptions. Most comments I've seen only concentrate on the Xbox side of things, but how does this compare to Microsoft as a whole? Is it consistent with other divisions who have to report on, for example, Azure or Office? Great question. And how does the Surface division report? And are they reporting a number of hardware sold unlike Xbox and everybody else. So, good question. So here's what he's asking. Xbox is going to report a percentage of revenue growth for its services side of the business. Now, how does the other side of Microsoft report earnings? On the Surface side, all they report is total revenue. They, they only tell us that, hey, we sold $1.4 billion-ish, that's approximate, um, dollars each quarter of the hardware. They don't say we sold 30,000 Surface laptops or 400,000 Surface. They never tell us. They nev- they've never told us a breakdown of which SKU sells, uh, of which device, although we're, it's pretty widely assumed, and Microsoft has honestly explicitly told me that Surface Pro is almost the highest volume device, not necessarily the highest revenue, but almost the highest volume device coming out. So it's actually pretty consistent uh, to other divisions with the exception of Office, I believe. Office does tell us actually how many licenses have sold because it's in the hundreds of millions 
uh, like 180-ish something million for commercial, and then it's like 40 or 50, don't quote me on those numbers, for the consumer side. So Office does. Uh, on the cloud side, which they call, the other thing is too, is Microsoft has this thing called commercial cloud. Commercial cloud doesn't exist. It's just a grouping of cloud and cloud-like services from Microsoft, and it's primarily primarily a growth percentage. Um, on the, Specifically for Azure though, specifically for Azure, they do the exact same thing on Xbox. They don't tell us a raw number. They tell us actually less information, I believe. Because on Azure, they will say it grew at 97%, purely Azure, not cloud services, but purely Azure will be 97% uh, growth or something like that. So it's actually a little bit less. And the reason why I say it's a little bit less is Microsoft will still report total revenue from gaming uh, in the company in their 10q and k it won't be in their earnings slides you'll have to dig around for it but they will tell us actually how many in the billions it's usually around like two and a half to three billion average because it fluctuates christmas time it's around like four billion sometimes it's like it's much lower anyways they still will report raw revenue for the gaming services or gaming as a whole but they're not going to tell us individual items anymore um useman uh, says or team sorry team 56 says Hey Brad, quick question, is Surface Pro with Alex per with Excalibur Snapdragon still active? Yes, it is, I believe we're gonna see it. If so, why aren't we hearing about it as much as we do with the AMD Surface Powered Laptop? Well, primarily because it's probably easier to hide that information because there's already other devices out there um, running, not necessarily Excalibur, but ARM devices. So it's not as new. And uh, we are honestly starting to hear Walking Cat dug it up. I've been talking about it, others are talking about it. The only reason, AMD has been in the news so much is because there's been benchmarks that have been on like Geekbench and other stuff, which you got to be careful of, folks, because you can spoof that information. So don't don't take it as a gospel, if you will. So there you go. Usman says, aside from devices, what else should we expect? Keep an eye out during the event. So here's what I'm going to be watching for. I'm going to be looking for a lot of forward-looking statements on Windows, right? Uh, 20H1, potentially Windows Lite, where I'm hoping that Microsoft will give us some clarity on the direction of Windows. That is the one thing that's missing right now from the Windows org is what what is the goal? What we At one point, we had sort of had Fluent, but Fluent has been here nor there. It's sort of in Windows. It's sort of not. So the, the thing I'm looking for, and... I didn't get it at build, so I'm hoping maybe we'll see it here, is where is Windows headed? What is the next goal? What is the next mile marker for Windows? What is the company pushing towards with the OS? Right now, we don't really have an answer. It might be Windows Lite, it might be some sort of core OS features, but that is what I am specifically looking for. And then also, I'm gonna be looking for how are they gonna try to adopt more enterprise-grade communication services, i.e. Teams, and bring them to the consumer world to try to organize that side of their system, or system, sort of their company. Right now we have Office 365 for the consumer, but they haven't really updated it. They haven't really added anything. It's just still the basic Word stuff. So that's why I'm expecting Teams for Life to fit into that, to help organize sort of that, and then give them another consumer push on the productivity side. Those are the things. I always look for that forward-looking stuff. When they release hardware, hardware is very now. It's very, here's what's happening today. Software can be used to do what's happening tomorrow and where they're headed. And so those are the things that I'm looking for. Uh, Mr. PKS says, are you still only using Credge or have you moved back to Chrome and Firefox? I'm still all just using Edge. Now, I do have Chrome on all of my machines as a backup, but primarily I've just been using Edge because Edge is basically just Chrome, but with a few extra Microsoft things um, bundled on. NGC224 says, is black? Is black the new black this October? I don't think so. Uh, black was black last year when they announced, well, I can't grab it, it's too far away. The, right, the Surface Pro and Surface Laptop uh, in black. 
uh, ACDC back in black. Um, but anyways, so I don't think black is going to be the new black. Uh, uh, Jason Cognito says, I have a job opportunity in the Cincinnati area. I currently live in Seattle. Any advice? I don't know. I live here. Um, I like it. It's actually, I mean, it's different than Seattle. Come visit. We can go grab a beer or something and we can figure it out. I can tell you that there's a lot of Fortune 500 companies in Cincinnati per capita, which is probably why you found a job here. Actually, when my wife and I graduated um, from college because we went to college together or we met in college, I should say. She applied for the jobs in the Chicago-ish area. I applied for jobs in Cincinnati. I got a job first and that's how we ended up moving back here. So uh, Helix2301, it says, how can I get a signed copy of your book? Find me. Let's let's hang out. Um, is there a second book in the works or any idea for a second book? Yeah, I've got some other ideas for a second book, but I need to let things kind of mature a little bit and, and let them run their course. And I need to finish up this home remodeling before I even think about taking write, on writing another book because that consumes all of my nights and weekends. So, all right, guys, that wraps it up for this week. Love the questions. I am very excited for next week to be hitting up New York, uh, seeing seeing what Microsoft has up its sleeve. I, I, if Microsoft is hyping it up this much and everything I've heard kind of behind the scenes is that this is going to be a big event, I'm excited. You should be excited. I think it's going to be a great event. You can lock it onto the Twitter feed. That's at BD Sam's. Hit that subscribe button. I will have videos and everything and hands up on this channel. Uh, hopefully on Wednesday, I'm taking my Surface Book 2 back there, which is my primary on the road editing machine. So I should be able to get those up and have yourselves a wonderful weekend.